Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real life stories with real life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and you can heal your life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am so excited to have Jackie Thompson with us today. We're going to talk about life after abuse. And, you know, there's so many different layers and different levels of abuse. And so there's just so many things for us to talk about. She is a Heal Your Life teacher and coach, as well as a Reiki master and teacher. And she went on a journey where she really discovered her spiritual self. And I am super excited to hear more about that as well. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. And she uses it as her website, so you can find her there, myspiritualself.co.uk. So you can say that again slower, myspiritualself.co.uk. That is also her Facebook page and her Instagram, so you can find her in those places. And you can email Jackie at jackie.thompson, T H. O M at no P S O N T H O M S O N 99 at outlook.com. So Jackie.thompson 99 at outlook.com. Welcome, 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 Jackie. Lovely to be here. Thank you. I am so happy that you reached out because what you are going through is something that so many people have gone through. And I, I really truly believe that when we share our experiences with an open and honest heart, we really help other people to heal. And that is my driving energy as to why I do this show. And so you really have have piqued my interest and, and really have me sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for what you have to share with us today. Oh, lovely. Yes, I, I agree. I think my journey is not uncommon, but people can't always admit that they're in that, that loop or that cycle mm-hmm. of abuse. As yes. Well, and it's admitting to ourselves as well as to other people. And, you know, there's so many different levels to abuse, you know, from emotional manipulation to physical abuse to, to so many different things. What, what is it that you would like to start with today to talk about? Well, I've actually experienced pretty much the whole gamut of different types of abuse from a father who... I loved him to bits. I didn't have an unhappy childhood, but I was never quite good enough. I was made to feel that I never quite succeeded. Um, I had one of my first boyfriends was very jealous and possessive and and threatened to kill himself if I broke off the relationship. Oh, and so then, that's a, that's a lot of an impu- uh, emotional manipulation. Absolutely. Right there. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And that was a fairly long relationship because mm-hmm. he got what he wanted. I was manipulated enough to be scared that he mm-hmm. would actually carry out his threat. Um, he didn't. When right. I did eventually pluck up the courage to break it off, obviously he didn't. Right. But, but you don't know. You don't know. And you don't have the emotional maturity at that age to be able to decipher, you know, what is real and what isn't real and and what you have control of and what you don't have control of. And, you know, when you come from these childhoods, you know, like you said, you know, you love your father dearly and had a happy childhood, but never quite felt that you were enough. And, And then you go into this relationship with this teenage boy who says you are everything and I can't live without you and will kill myself. That must have been just one from one end of the emotional spectrum to the other, back and forth. You must have felt completely off balance. Does that sound accurate? I don't want to put words into your mouth. No, it, it absolutely was. I mean, I was, if you like, I was learning about my own feelings and my own emotions. You know, I was a teenage girl and with everything that goes with that, you know, hormonally, as well as just growing up in society. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a tough time. I didn't quite know where I fitted in some yeah. way. Yeah. You know, we, we move on to the, um, <laughs> the man I got engaged to on New Year's Eve. And then in March, he decided he'd rather have a new car than a wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, back to this not being enough so better so what you're saying is you think these early experiences really impacted how you chose boyfriends after that absolutely and i'm not saying that everything i went through was bad there were lessons there were good times there were fun times mm-hmm. but later on you come to realize these the lessons that you can actually learn from all of this Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through a similar circumstance and the word that's coming to my mind is confusion. Absolutely. And, you know, you don't, you're kind of off balance. You don't really know what's going on because, you know, you think on one hand, um, you have all these feelings of what people are telling you, but then what you, what you know on the inside is something completely different. And there's yeah. a lot of that internal conflict between our ears and a lot of confusion. Yes. Absolutely. And and this was all happening at a time where I was finding my way in the world. I'd left school, I'd gone out to work. You know, I was trying to find me, if you like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of that is obviously mixing with friends and, and getting into relationships and things like that. So, you know, each of those was a start but it didn't end there by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, well, let's keep going. We can always circle back. Well, yeah, yeah. There was the boss at work who sexually abused me. I'm so sorry. This was, you know, back probably 35, maybe nearly 40 years ago. So things were very different then in the workplace. You know, hashtag me too applies to me as well. Um, I left the job because he was my boss and he was the one who was supported. Mm -hmm. You know, I was supposed to suck it up and just get on with life, but I couldn't do that. So tell us how you were feeling at that point in your life. Absolutely. 
it took me out of a job that actually I really enjoyed and it sent me in another direction mm-hmm. because I didn't want to risk that happening again. And I wasn't unhappy in, in the direction I moved in, but I wonder what would have happened if. Right. Now, a lot of times for people who have experienced trauma in relationships and um, you know in the workplace or or whether it be uh, emotional abuse or maybe someone is sexually assaulted by a stranger even, it often goes on to influence the decisions that people make as they mature. Yes. And, you know, a person can sometimes look back and say, I'm 53 years old, so I can sometimes look back and say, I know that this decision, that decision, and that decision were made because of things that happened even in my teenage years. Absolutely. Um, you agree with that? Can you tell us how that all kind of plays out in your life? I know the listeners would love, you know, the thing about our listeners is they love hearing people's real stories because that's how we help each other to heal because we are all connected and we all have similar experiences and just to know that we're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. I guess all of that, those experiences at the time I didn't really realize what was going on. You know, they'd happened and I moved on, but I hadn't realized the effect that they actually had on me. Mm -hmm. I I guess actually the next man who came into my life was the one who was really pivotal for me. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, sexual abuse is awful, but I'd walked away from it and it hadn't affected me psychologically at that time that much. Right. Because I began to believe that it was to be expected. So I looked for a job where I wouldn't be working for one person. So you just pulled the emotion out of it, stuffed it away somewhere. I did. I really did tuck it away. But the next man who came into my life actually completely changed all of that because I married him and we were married for a long time and we had three beautiful children you know, the blessings that came out of it. I have I have wonderful children, very supportive, very independent. You know, they're adults now. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, how I raised amazing kids like that, I don't know, but I did. <laughs> and But the abuse that I had from this man actually became physical to the point that I very nearly lost my life. And if my son hadn't been in the room, I could well have lost my life. That was when things really changed for me because this was serious stuff now. And this wasn't just affecting me. This was affecting my children as well. You know, I want to talk about that more. And I I just want to circle back to, you know, what you just said. This is serious stuff now. Mm. And it definitely is serious stuff now. And I just want to say to you, Jackie, that the abuse that you endured, the sexual abuse from your boss, that was serious stuff too. And I know that to cope, it had to be tucked away and not thought about and just to carry on. And a lot of times in life, it's not until we have that, that instance in our life that we can't ignore. Yeah, that that that's when the, that becomes the catalyst for change, and um, so I just want to to honor that that you are a survivor of that sexual abuse, and uh, to 
really congratulate you for uh, going forward and taking care of yourself and your inner child, doing whatever you had to do to get through that. And so now take us to this place where you're with this man and you've been physically abused to a point of could have been near death without intervention. Then what? What was your thought process from there? My thought process there was I have three young children. I can't keep them in this environment. Mm -hmm. I need to change the environment, which I did. I became a single mum working to support them. And again, I probably, there there were legal things around it. Obviously, the police were involved and all of that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. um, I became this Wonder Woman. I love it. Woman who who just did everything she needed to do. Mm -hmm. I, in some ways, I felt like I was on autopilot. I still didn't matter in all of this. It was all about the children and things being on an even keel for them. Right. So maybe instead of Wonder Woman, you've transformed into Supermom. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) Um, people would say to me, you're so strong, you're so capable. They didn't see where I was behind the scenes. Yes. Tell us about the brokenness that comes from that. Oh, gosh. It is. I like the, the idea that it was a brokenness because it is. Because it's, what do I do wrong? Why can nobody love me? Why am I not enough? I, you know, I, I had it said to me, more than once, I will make you love me. Now, I knew that you can't make somebody love you, but I didn't know why I wasn't lovable. And, and again, you know, I stuffed it away. I had to. I had a really supportive family, I have to say. My parents were incredible and, and very helpful with the children and everything else. And I got um, settled into somewhere new. We built a new life. And yeah, I did stuff it away. Let's go back to that vulnerability. You know, I want you to know that you're in a safe place with me and that I have asked myself these questions as well. Uh The feelings of it's all my fault. The why, why am I not enough? And why wasn't I lovable? Yeah. And tell me how you found the answers. I didn't yet. (laughs) No. I I actually ended up in another relationship. Mm -hmm. And I felt very loved. And I Mm -hmm. thought, it'll be different this time. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I mean, this didn't happen overnight, obviously. I'm talking of, you know, there's a few years in between all of this. My children were a bit older. Um, I ended up moving my children away to be with this man we actually relocated and it was lovely it we were happy the children were getting um I can't say a better education they were getting more opportunity where we moved to than they had where we lived I just thought I'd got it made you know I was happy the children were happy everything seemed great except that it was all unreal in some way because the whole time we were together he was cheating Mm -hmm. I was with him for 12 years and for 12 years he was cheating and so for those listening who haven't been in a relationship where that has happened 
when that happens, when you find out that the person that you're with has been lying to you and been and been lying to you or been lying to you and in another relationship or deceiving you in some way, sometimes it's even with money. When you find out that that person that you've been with isn't who you thought they were, it makes you question the entire relationship. You know, every memory, every time you sat down at the kitchen table and and laughed about something becomes a lie. And so for you, was that how you were feeling? Is that those 12 years then became somewhat fraudulent? Yeah, absolutely. Everything was a complete lie. Mm -hmm. And again, I wasn't enough. Hmm. He was looking outside the relationship for something else. And we talked and he said it wasn't my fault. It wasn't that I wasn't enough. You know, when he, he wouldn't admit it to start with, but I got proof that he couldn't, he just couldn't deny it. And in the end he did, he, he confessed everything. And it was that feeling again of why me? Why am I not enough? Why does he not love me? Mm-hmm. And I knew at the end, uh, I, I suppose it was probably about a month before I confronted him, I started having suspicions. And that's when I started trying to find out rather than just confront him, I wanted to know. And I then was watching his behavior toward me and I realized he had stopped loving me. Mm-hmm. He loved somebody else, not me. That's, that all brings that up again. And so here we are, even though this time it's emotional abuse rather than physical abuse, those feelings of it's all my fault, why am I not enough, why wasn't I lovable, all of those things are brought back to the surface. So at what point in your life did you have that, that, that soul that soul connection where you got to your spiritual self, where you realized, hey, you know what? I am enough and I am lovable and I am worthy of, uh, of being loved and I'm willing to love myself as well. Can you tell me about when you got there and how there. you got there? It was then. I moved away again. Now, my children had grown up by then and were either at university Mm -hmm. Um, So they weren't actually living with us at that time. I moved away. I moved to somewhere where I knew nobody and nobody knew me. Mm -hmm. I moved to a place 180 miles away from where I'd been living. So I got away as far as I could. In that process, I actually decided to go and live by the sea because that was something I'd always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I have to move Let's go somewhere where I want to go. Oh, so many souls have been healed by the sea. Oh, I can't describe how that made me feel. To go and stand on the beach and watch that water, mm-hmm. that the vastness of it, even the anger of it sometimes. Yes. You know, I would walk on the beach, even in the howling wind and rain, and it did howl and rain there quite a lot. But it was, it was healing. It was cleansing. It was time for me. And it helped me find me again. Yes. Yes. And the very first person that I met in a social setting there 
which was quite tough. I had to make myself go out and be sociable because my job actually kept me at home in front of the computer on my own all day. So I had to really make the effort. And the first person I met introduced me to a group of spiritual people. (laughs) And I knew I'd come home. Oh, that's beautiful. It was, oh, I can't describe how much I changed just in a few short weeks of meeting them. I, all of my spiritual side, which I'm quite convinced had been there since I was a child, but it had been suppressed but it all started to come out. Yes. And, you know, I find often the people who are the most sensitive and the most empathic are those ones who they've known that there's been something different, you know, since they were a child. And that's why we are so sensitive to what happens around us during those developing years. Mm. And often, you know, the research has shown people who have this spiritual self that is so far developed, they are the ones who end up in the relationships with the cheater, with the abuser, with Mm -hmm. the narcissist, and so on, because they they come from that empathic heart. And Mm -hmm. they come from that empathic heart, and they just long for the healing. And so... But in the longing for the healing, it brought you to the sea. The sea brought you to this group of people. And can you tell me more about uh, this group? Was it an organized group or was it just at a coffee shop or how did that go? Um, It it was loosely organized, Uh but it was people who'd known each other for years and accepted me into their friendship circle, if you like. Yes, well... There's that expression that's quite often used now that uh, you found your tribe. Yeah, absolutely. And and they were all good at something. So mm-hmm. I met my Reiki master there. I met a wonderful guy who ran angel workshops. Beautiful. And actually, one of his angel workshops indirectly brought me to where I am today. <laughs> Tell us more about that. Where are you today? Where am I today? Okay. Since then, and and we're talking 2012-13, I started to become more me. Mm -hmm. In 2014, I went to one of this guy's workshops, and I had a very clear message that I was going to come to London for a workshop. And it was one I wanted to go on, but I, I knew I didn't have the money. But I had a very clear message. I was going. And of course, you know the universe always. <laughs> yes. It's so amazing. I got home from that workshop and on the doormat was a check for exactly the right amount of money to go oh, to this doormat. Wow. That's when you know you're on the right track. When the divine oh steps God. in and yeah. says, you cannot ignore this sign. <laughs> no. And it it was a grant that had been awarded to me to start a new business. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my new business was going to be spiritual in some way. I wasn't sure which direction it would go in. Beautiful. I knew it would be something like that. So I ended up in London at this workshop and I met two very instrumental people in my story to now. Okay. This one was a Healy Life teacher. Mm -hmm. The second one was a lovely man who 
I just happened to stand next to him in a queue and he was bored. It was a very long queue. He looked at the woman in front and thought, she looks grumpy. <laughs> he turned around and I smiled at him. Now, this is a room with probably 600 people in. There are 10 men and 590 women. And we end up standing together. And that man is Mark, the man I'm married to now. Oh, my goodness. Who is also a Heal Your Life teacher and coach. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... The lady that I met, I didn't meet Mark until the second day, I think, but I sat next to this lady on the first day and I was actually going to walk past her and sit somewhere else and something made me sit next to her and we got talking and we got talking about Heal Your Life and I'd heard of it and I'd picked up the book a few times but I hadn't really studied it in any depth. But she said... How about I come and run a workshop where you live and, you know, you can come along and be my tissue angel and, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll have some fun. And I thought, okay. Um, and this took a few months to organise, but organise it we did. In the meantime, Mark and I had struck up a, a, an email correspondence. We decided, you know, we quite liked each other as friends and we kept in touch. And I was coming up to see my daughter dance in London and I dropped him an email and said, you know, I'm coming up, would you like to meet for a coffee? And we met for a coffee and that, if you like, is the start of a beautiful friendship. Oh, that's so beautiful. And you know, I just want to repeat your website for our listeners, myspiritualself.co.uk. And I can tell just by the passion in your story that you so treasure people's emotions, you know, the spiritual side of things. And clearly you were spiritually oh. led to Mark and, and to this work through the lady that you sat beside at this yeah. event. So when did you take your training to become a Heal Your Life teacher and coach? In 2015 in Birmingham in July. Lovely, lovely. Patricia. And yeah, that was only uh, about six months after I met these people. Mm -hmm. So Mark and I, we'd been told often enough that we were in a relationship. So we thought, well, maybe <laughs> we are. <laughs> and we did the training together. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it was. It was lovely. I mean, we were very careful not to work together because we were both, we both had issues that were a little bit sensitive. You know, we, we felt we couldn't really work with each other on them. But right. we had, yeah, the, the workshops were absolutely great. The, the training was great. And it was during one of the exercises I cannot remember for the life of me which one but I just sat there and my jaw dropped and I thought this pattern of attracting men mm -hmm. that are going to hurt me in some way had been going on all of my life yeah now at that point I wasn't ready to be in a proper relationship with Mark because I had trust issues right I was not going to be hurt again. Because of doing that work, I've, I managed to rebuild my trust in people, my faith in people. We've now been married four years. We have a fantastic relationship. And I 
trust him implicitly. I know that he's not going to hurt me. He also knows I won't let him. <laughs> yeah. my power. That's right. And that's such a good point, you know, in these soul relationships. And I always think it's funny because I'm, I'm sitting at my desk right now and I'm looking up at a picture of myself and my husband. And I think about how when, you know, I had kind of decided that you know, I was really happy with my life the way it was, but I also wanted someone in it who could share in that happiness. And yeah. so my my husband is also a Heal Your Life teacher and coach. And you make a very good point that, that you know he won't hurt you and you also know that you won't let him. And when the universe presents us with these situations, it's quite often because, quite funny because often we resist and we're like, oh, this is too big, good to be true. I can't trust it. But what we can, we can trust that, you know, as Louise always called our inner ding inside of ourselves. And when we listen and we pay attention to that, then, you know, we make the right decisions when we're really listening to that inner ding. And so now you have fully embraced your enoughness. You know, know that you are more than enough yes Absolutely. yeah yeah I love my life I love myself mm-hmm. I am so blessed I uh, because of what I do for a job I get to do what I love as well yes oh it's so beautiful um I'm going to just mention my book here because this conversation has reminded me a lot of it we have parallels in our life my book is called do that and then some transform feelings of less than to more than enough and it is available on Amazon in the UK in Canada and in the US and India and um so many of us have those feelings of not being enough Absolutely. And uh, and they start when we're young, and and it's it's not making our parents wrong, or it's to no fault of our parents that way in most cases, but we just have this. I think all of us as human beings have this deep rooted fear that that somehow we are not enough, that somehow we are not lovable, and as human beings and as heal your life teachers and coaches i know our mission is to just spread that love everywhere we go and to help as many people as we can truly learn to love themselves and you and i were talking before the call and i asked you if you could share one thing with our listeners what would it be and it was along these lines so can you expand on that yeah the only thing i can say is just learn to love yourself Mm-hmm. Because until you love yourself, you can't be loved in the so, way you deserve. What was one of the first steps that, that you would have done or that you could give advice to people to, to learn to love themselves? To learn to love yourself, there is an element of needing to let the past go. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can learn to love and accept yourself exactly as you are now. But until you truly let go of the past, the past can't hurt you now. Right. To let go of the past, then you can begin to love yourself. You know, that's so beautifully said. And there's so many co- different components of that. There's the whole, the letting go, there's the forgiveness piece, because a lot of times the person that we most need to forgive is ourselves. Absolutely. And, uh, I talked to so many people who, and and I was guilty of this for, for many years, decades even, of just being so angry at the other person that it affected my life, even though they had long moved on with theirs, and forgiving myself for that, forgiving myself for choosing those people in the first place. And when we really learn to love and accept ourselves and all of the choices that we've made along the way, no matter how they've turned out, 
you know, then we step into this beautiful place of grace. And for me, one thing that helps is the mirror work as well. And I know a lot of people, I I keep a mirror on my desk here. And uh, so, uh, Jackie, you know, you can see what I'm doing. But for the listeners, if you can just envision, you know, I'm just looking into this mirror and just saying to this person in that reflection, hey, it's okay. It's okay. I've got you. And I'm willing to learn to love you. I'm willing to love you more each day. And that willingness then turns into, I do love you. And when we truly do love ourselves, that's when we just exude love and really share that love with the planet. So I would encourage all of our listeners today to do just that simple thing uh, of just looking in the mirror and making eye contact with yourself. And uh, just, just if you can't say, I love you, say that you are willing. I'm willing to love you or I'm willing to consider loving you. And also to say, I forgive myself for the patterns of my past and just letting that go. Like Jackie so eloquently said that that is, you know, the really key piece is letting the past go. We could, we could stay there forever and it could affect our entire lives or we can choose to let it go today. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be a long process. We can just make a decision to let it go today and for, to forgive ourselves and, you know, to forgive the other person for their involvement. That doesn't mean you call them up and, you know, invite them out to lunch so that you can tell them that you forgive them, but that you know that you have forgiven them and that you have set yourself free. Forgiveness is freedom, definitely. It really, truly is. Jackie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am going to just uh, read your contact information again. Uh, So it is Jackie Thompson, no P. It's Jackie, T-H-O-M-S-O-N-99 at outlook.com did i say the dot jackie dot thompson 99 at outlook.com the website is my spiritual self.co.uk and that is on facebook and instagram too reach out and give jackie some love she was very brave to share her story with us today and i know i know that it was going to help people from all around the world right now we are um being heard in 15 different countries and jackie your voice will go out and resonate with all of those people because if there is one thing i have learned it is that we are all the same and that we all have that need to be loved and to be accepted and to feel like we are enough so jackie i'm just going to end the call today with a uh, reading from this book it's called experience you're good now by louise hay and uh, it's called the peaceful living treatment so if you can just take a moment and if you get an opportunity to if you're not driving if you can close your eyes and just relax take a nice deep breath in again it's the peaceful living treatment from the book experience your good now by louise hay i am one with life and all of life loves and supports me Therefore, I claim for myself love and acceptance on all levels. I accept all of my emotions and can express them appropriately when the occasion arises. I am not my parents, nor am I attached to their patterns. I have learned to observe rather than react, and now life is much less tumultuous. I am my own unique self, and I no longer choose to sweat the small stuff. 
I have peace of mind. This is the truth of my being, and I accept it as so. All is well in my inner being. And so it is. And when you're ready, just take another deep breath and open your eyes and just return to this present moment. Thank you again for being on the podcast, uh, Heal Your Life Talk Radio Show. We appreciate you, Jackie. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, and thank you to all of our listeners as well. And we will catch you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.